I know the human being and fish can coexist peacefully. The Whistling in the Dark podcast by Patrick Bradley. I'm pro-organization, but uh, anti-government. The difference between simple human organization and government is the use of aggressive violence. It comes across to me like, you know, pro wrestling, some fake two-sided battle, you know, between people that behind scenes are friends. There's an old saying in Tennessee, I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee, that says, fool me once. Shame on Shame on you. It fooled me. We can't get fooled again. Hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is episode 29 of the Whistling in the Dark podcast. Today is Sunday, March 10th, 2019. I'm Patrick Bradley, and uh, I have not done an episode now in over a month, and that's definitely... I believe that's my longest hiatus. This was a little bit more of a legitimate hiatus. I actually had a lot of stuff going on uh, in my life. Um, I had a lot of preparation stuff for some things I was working on. And then uh, I got really sick. Um, That's kind of kept me down for almost two weeks now. Um, So it just wasn't You can probably still here. I'm still not totally back but i'm good enough to talk so in the interim while it was gone lots and lots of things has happened of course uh to a large extent it's probably more of just the same crap um i was thinking back to uh the previous episode i'm actually gonna pull up the little notes here um i was talking to you know, there are a few different sort of kind of less timely topics, just sort of uh, there was one about blaming war on climate change, stuff like that. But there was the um, I talked about any anti-vaxxers a little bit. And um, there was also uh, I talked about that Virginia in Virginia where they're trying to pass this what I mean, I don't know else to Uh, just a law that would allow for post-birth abortion which seems like an absurd name um for murder uh i mean there's no once you're born it's there's definitely it's not uh uh abortion anymore and that's gotta that that uh story has definitely got some traction at least you know in the alex jones uh world uh you know he was on um Joe Rogan, they talked a lot about that. Apparently, Joe Rogan had, like, no idea about it. Uh, So, that's very interesting. And then, if you recall, the whole blackface thing came out about the governor, like, right after that. It's really, really odd, you know, suspicious timing. Um, I'm not really sure what the, where we're at currently with that, but it has kind of, like, fallen a little bit out of the news cycle. Um, I, I remember talking about the, uh, the Jussie Smollett. It's funny in my notes. Uh, I just have MAGA supporter attack 
gay black TV star in Chicago. <laughs> I didn't even refer to Jussie Smollett. Sort of shows like what at that time, uh, you know, the way that uh, we thought about it. But I mean, a month later, and you know, Jussie Smollett is pretty household name now. And uh, the latest is that uh, he is charged. I can uh, pull up exactly. Jussie Smollett, uh, he is indicted on 16 felony counts by a grand jury. Um, so, you know, not found guilty yet. And I mean, not that I, he could even be found guilty and not have really done it. But, you know, that, that seems to, that, my, I mean, my old thing was, was, you know, at some point, it's like the boy who cries wolf, right? Like that—that that came right on the heels of the uh, Covington kids and getting, you know, them blasting them all over, saying that they were like being all aggressive towards some Native American, uh, which was just like a a million percent lie. I mean, it was just, you know, that. I'm not, uh, there's actually K, uh, CNN, um, and I'm not sure if other sites or whatever news agencies are getting sued. They're getting sued for like a bunch of money for that. And, uh, I don't really know the legalities of, you know, fake news. Um, but certainly it was, I mean, there doesn't, I mean, I, I can say with like something like this, Jussie Smollett, like, sure, I'm, you know, I'm skeptical. It doesn't like fit into the narrative that I'm trying to push. So it's a lot easier for me to sort of just come in and be skeptical. But the Covington uh, high school kids situation, I mean, that's just was like flat out uh, disingenuous reporting. I mean, you know, they I mean, the whole video was out there. You only needed to to watch like a minute of it beyond the like freeze frame or you know five seconds whatever they were showing before uh, to see that this was complete BS. I mean, they definitely knew. There's no possible way in my mind that that whoever was like whoever decides like the editors, whoever decides like how you know these. Uh, things are going to be presented and like the opinion or whatever they're going to take. I mean, it's definitely they're fucking liars. I mean, for sure. Just, you know, and, and doing it like with no regards to the fact that these are just, we're children. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, but on the heels of that, you know, knowing what they just did with these these Covington kids to sort of push and the same thing like the MAGA thing like it's not even just racism or you know trying to like keep this divide going I mean it's like all the way uh towards specifically <laughs> towards like the MAGA stuff and Trump and you know and to just pull it off uh again right I mean this was right on the heels of it and it was so, I remember I saw, it was a Facebook post, you know, some girl I went to high school with had posted it. And, you know, it's funny because I went back and looked and definitely, you know, she still has it up there, has never said boo since then, you know, but just so shocked. Oh my God, we have to support this guy. And then, 
Now, it's looking, you know, pretty likely that this dude just made this shit up uh, just to better his own, you know, I don't know, financial situation or something. Um, <clears throat> possibly, maybe he's put up to it, put, he was put, uh, put up to it by, like, I don't know, some other powers that be, I mean, how, you know, who knows, like, um, I mean, the way that I look at, at, like, you know, this, like, how, how are things so corrupt, and, you know, I mean, I think it's a, I, my suspicion, it's a lot of, like, you know, a guy like Jesse gets, you know, gets uh, some breaks by people who he then owes favors to. You know, he's sort of beholden to later. That can also like pretty easily pull the plug on his career. And um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't know that that's how this works, but it's sure. I, I mean, that's how I assume you know a lot of politics works. Uh, it's pro- probably one of the reasons that you know Trump has lasted this long because. He can like play around in the mud, you know. He he knows how to like to live in that world, and he doesn't have a lot of scruples. And I think that like normal people, they uh, they have more scruples than that. They're not like willing to sort of you know sell out, you know their their sort of ideologies or beliefs, you know, in order to just <clears throat> gain I don't know some you know sort of uh position of, of prominence whether it be like politics or or entertainment or whatever you know um and i think that like they target you know people like that like if you if they don't you know like they want to put people that they can control in, in power and those people need to have like you know pretty loose morals um where i don't really care about this like kind of want want to gain you know that's what they've always said about about the clintons particularly hillary you know i mean she just like she doesn't care she'll, she'll pack any side like it doesn't really matter um and you know that's what you see right like uh you know you try to track try to make sense out of like the democrat or republican like party positions on things and you know it doesn't make any sense but you know uh but like when you sort of let go of the fact that it needs to make sense and start to think about that, hey, it's like a bunch of individual people just working for their own benefit. And, you know, there's this just like it's like this carrot just on a stick of of government power. And, you know, you can get in there and then you get all these special privileges, pr- privileges, you know, you can you can kidnap people and put them in cages you know you can steal money you know you can you can have access to this just like bounty of stolen money uh you know it's a it's a special group of people that get in there and um you know i've uh I'll often hear like people say oh well you know i mean what whatever the you know conspiracy theory du jour is whether it's like something just bananas like flat earth or or something like aliens or you know whatever it is and they're like oh well people can't handle you know can't handle that 
uh, you know, shake shake them to the core or whatever. And so people just, like, will pretend it's not real or, like, won't accept it, you know. But, I mean, I think that there's something, like, far more, like, pedestrian and obvious like this. um, Where, basically, I'm just saying that, like, no, there's no, there is no coherent, like, Democrat ideology. It's just, like, individual people just operating for their own betterment. And, you know, they, like they will speak to some like you know idea in the moment but that is they're just using that moment to like prop themselves up or or you know forward their own personal agenda which is to you know sort of gain more power get more money whatever you know whatever it is and i I think there's very very few you know ideologically like grounded people in uh certainly in the federal government and um but yeah i but i do i believe like that to me i get it i get it like it seemed i I get like that people just don't want to hear that man like they don't it like it really does shake them you know and it doesn't have to be as like crazy as as all you know there's shape-shifting aliens like living beneath the denver airport uh i think you know just sort of a lot more uh what prosaic i actually hate that word uh but you know just sort of bland mundane conspiracy that it's just like nah man it's like just shitty people uh are attracted to this this world uh in like people that you know you know it's like like libertarians are just we're never gonna like band together and build some power base to like what's the goal to like get rid of the power of the government you know it's it's really tough for us to band together it's like only the people that are like you know willing to like or or, like just like don't have that ideological base in the like non-aggression principle are willing to do like whatever it takes uh anyway so the uh so you know my first rant or first you know long tangent of the episode and uh so anyway but you know this Chelsea Smollett thing you know I mean it seemed it just seemed like almost like for the democrats like too good to be true right like because they were wearing mega hats they were saying racist and homophobic things and they tied a noose around his neck and turns out like i think that he bought that rope (laughs) anyway uh but yeah that's been kind of interesting i mean i know that's kind of uh well he just got charged but um it's not like like I said, it's been over a month, so um, I I wanted to talk about it, you know, a little bit, and the reactions to it, like, you know, there's some, like, really, really, like, weak reactions that were saying, like, oh, well, you know, that's the environment, it, like, somehow still trying to turn around, it's like, nah, man, like, this dude's a piece of shit, like, 
That's it. Like, I, I mean, and it's not even like universe, right? It's not like his entire life then is like scrapped because he did this or, you know, like, it, I, I mean, I've done bad things in my life. I've done things that I regret, um, you know, but this certainly was a shitty thing that he did in like, yeah, you know, like, hey, gay black guys can do shitty things like they're human, you know, and um, it's. I don't know. It's that whole like thing that, you know, to me that like the rate, like the more racist side is like, or the more, you know, the more like racist or white supremacist take on things is that like white people need to help black people. You know, it's like because the implication is that like black people are like inherently like weak or they, you know, powerless, you know. Whereas, like, to me, you know, the libertarian take on that is, like, you don't, you know, you don't need to, like, force white people to help black people. But, you know, you do need to, like, stop targeting, like, black communities with, like, fucked up policies. Like, the war on drugs or whatever. And, um, you know, and then, but then, like, just let them breathe, man. You know, just, like, back the fuck off. And, and, you know, let, like, black communities, like, rebuild because they have been, for, to me, like, I don't, you know, uh, I see they've been basically in a war, you know, for a while, you know, war on, like, black families and black neighborhoods. And um, I, I, I mean, I don't know, maybe I am, like, idealistic, but I, I feel like, all you need to do is just like stop aggressing on them and the black communities will rebuild, you know, and build into something great, you know, just, just give them a chance. But like, you know, uh, I just saw, I'm not going to have the quote, uh, exactly, but I saw Murray Rothbard quote that like anything, um, anything that you're forced to do like can can't be virtuous and i think that's another sort of like interesting take on um the same idea you know it's like if like what we what we well what i would like is for like black african-american communities to you know have a major decrease in violence you know, see families stick together more, uh, abortion rates drop, you know, all that stuff. Um, and then, I, and then obviously I would love to, to see like the popular sort of vibe in the country that there isn't this giant rift, you know, that like black and white people and, you know, all races and genders or whatever, like get along and, I just, you can't do that by government decree. I feel like the only thing you can do is fuck it up with government decree, government inter intervention. Like, you can mess it up, but you can't force it to happen. And, again, maybe I'm just, like, I you know, an idealist, but I really, really have faith in humanity that, like, when you, you know, sort of remove these, like, artificial like stimulus or whatever to do you know um to do certain actions and you just like let let people be i think people tend to, towards 
you know, doing business together in a peaceful, cooperative way, you know, and just focus on, you know, making violence, you know, aggressive violence illegal. Anyway, so so that was the uh, the Jussie Smollett thing. Um, I was looking a little bit uh, a little bit around at headlines, and there's some interesting stuff. What um, one thing I thought was kind of interesting was CNN. I was looking at CNN.com, and so probably the biggest thing that happened over the last week would be the Cohen uh what's his name mike michael cohen <laughs> i don't remember his name uh <coughs> yeah so you know cohen testified or whatever whatever and you know all that that happened this week and i think it's pretty telling that you know you visit i actually don't know what day that was um uh well whatever it was it was earlier this week so um but you go on cnn.com and right now and there isn't a single word about it there is a uh apparently a boeing 737 uh crashed and this was in Ethiopia. It's not really the uh, generally fitting in with the the sort of vibe of of this show, um, but it is the uh, top top news story on CNN right now. Um, there's a little bit about Trump calling Ann Coulter a wacky nut job, or you know whatever. Um. Yeah, and uh, oh, another thing is that Manafort. Um, so Paul Manafort got sentenced. So we we can do this one real quick. It's, it's just it, it's interesting. I mean, you had Cohen who, uh, you know, obviously was he he got found guilty and he was Trump's lawyer and Paul Manafort. Uh, he got. 47 months so he got basically like four years um and yeah i i say i'm not really too well read up on the manafort part i mean i don't know so i'm sort of at a point here with all this stuff you know uh flynn manafort cohen like i honestly haven't like delved into the details too much because it just you know as far as i can tell you know i i guess maybe like cohen has been accused of some can or maybe he got found guilty i'm not sure actually but of some like campaign finance thing but it's possible that he also wound up only being guilty of, like, lying to the investigators, you know. So, I mean, to me, like, the whole sum, summation of all this investigation, this Mueller investigation into Trump-Russia collusion is absolutely nothing. And the only people that have gotten arrested 
are arrested for the crime of lying to or saying something untrue or whatever to these investigators. And I, you know, I feel like there should be some law that says like, hey, look, you know, if you lie to an investigator and then their investigation does find like that a crime occurred, like, you know, they're investigating you know, your friend for murder and they interview you and, you know, you lied to them. And then later they find out that, you know, your friend, like the, the investigation concludes, your friend gets arrested for murder and they also bring charges for you because, you know, you lied to them about, you know, this, whatever, something that hurt their investigation made her harder. But like in this case, and I feel like this is really normal, is like these investigations just start and they're just, it's like their real goal seems to just be to try to get people to lie to them and then arrest them. And then, you know, that's like the the methodology to like, I, I don't know, just rack up a bunch of arrests or get them to flip on the person that you really want. And just in this case would be Trump. But in the murder, like, scenario, I feel like if they ultimately, like, find that, you know, no evidence that your friend committed murder, and it turns out, like, you didn't tell the truth about, like, where you were or what you guys talked about some night, you know, or whatever, and it's just like, who cares, man? Like, what, like, and it's stuff crazy, like, I don't know. I mean, even the whole, like, lying to investigators, it's like, I, I don't know, man. I mean... I, as a libertarian, I feel like I have the right to lie to investigators. Like, fuck them. Like, who are they, you know? I didn't elect them. You know what I mean? It's just some, like, crazy fucking, you know, intelligence apparatus just monster that has grown for, like, the last whatever 60 years or something. And, like, they're allowed to fucking lie their asses off. And they're allowed, you know, I mean, they're, like, they're fucking awful, man. So, like, for me, like, I don't know that, I don't know anything about Roger Stone being a good person or a bad person or Cohen or Manafort or whatever. But if their, like, only crime is to lie to, like, FBI investigators, like, I am 100% in their corner and do not believe that they should face any criminal charges or they definitely should not be put in a fucking cage you know again you know uh you know what i mean it's like you're prosecuting these fucking non-violent crimes and then being violent i mean putting putting somebody in prison is violence like they're you know just i mean if you don't have that clear in your head like get that clear in your head now you know I mean, if I fucking walk into my neighbor's house and take his fucking wife and put her in a cage in my house against her will, like, that's fucking violence. It's, like, humongous, like, awful violence. But somehow, you know, we're fucking, like, people are brainwashed. People all over the world, too. I mean, this isn't, like, you know, specific to the United States. That it's, like, this special class of people, this special unelected class, right? Like, I mean, not that, like, I even think that electing democratically somebody and saying, like, okay, now you have the right to fucking put people in cages whenever you want. Uh, I mean, fuck that, too. But, I mean, these fucking FBI officials, I mean, who are they? Who are, like... 
you know, like the FBI's and oh God. Anyway, so it's all big fucking pile of bullshit. But I do think it's kind of funny um, that after all, like this Cohen shit. Uh, I mean, the, I, the, my like interest in it is basically in the fact that like all my like dumbass like fucking liberal friends that like hate Trump, hate Trump, hate Trump. Uh, it's just it's it's painful but interesting that you know no matter what comes out of this like to me as like sort of like just a fucking innocent bystander watching all this shit to me it's like man like they're not getting trump on this shit you know like it's not gonna happen like and there's so many times like oh now this is a big one, you know, try, I mean, what have I heard, seen like 25 headlines like that, <coughs> like 25 different ones over the, the last like two or three years or whatever that like now it's finally doomsday for Trump. And you know what? It's like if they had something, one of these fucking guys wouldn't be going to prison because they would have flipped on Trump and they would have traded prison time to like testify against trump but you know like it like ultimately cohen's cohen's testimony was that he didn't know about any russian collusion you know i mean it's it's fucking insane you know and i mean it's it's just and it's so far like you know even if it's like exactly again i you know i'm kind of ignorant to this because it's tough to like get into the details of this uh because it's just like layers of shit that like i don't care about piled on top of each other but um it matters right like it matters if they (laughs) somehow I, i mean to me like the main effect is that like everybody only cares about this and nobody cares about the fact that like you know, they're still continuing all wars in the Middle East. Like, you know, I mean, that to me is the big, the big crime here is that all this shit, like, it's just a fucking show to keep you from paying attention to the stuff that really matters. Um, but anyway, I mean, like, what, like, what are they even saying? They're saying that, like, Trump was told by Roger Stone before WikiLeaks released the emails that they were going to release the emails. Uh, okay. Like, that's not a crime. Like, do, I, I mean, what do you, like, what the fuck, man? What, what is, I, I just don't, I don't get it. Like, I don't get what, even if that happened. And they don't, apparently have no fucking evidence that this even happened. <clears throat> And then, like, the connection, like, okay, so even if that happened, no crime, right? Why, so what? Like, what? where in there is the crime? Like, what did Trump do that was a crime? Or what didn't he do that was a crime because he didn't do it? I mean, he was supposed to report it to the, I don't know, the fucking police? I mean, he's not under any obligation to do that, right? Like, it's just, he's just a fucking citizen, He's running for president. I mean, he wasn't like, I don't know. Even if he was the president, I I don't, I'm just not really sure. Like, WikiLeaks is some private organization, you know? Like, what? 
Anyway, so um, I'm not really sure what he was supposed to do. That. Like, so there's no there's no crime there. And then, like, this, as far as I can tell, this is, like, their main connection to the quote-unquote Russian collusion. That they're saying that Russian agents hacked the DNC servers or whatever to get these emails, which then they gave to WikiLeaks, which then supposedly WikiLeaks told Roger Stone ahead of time that they had, they were going to release them. And then Roger Stone told the president, I mean, like, there's a lot of fucking distance between these Russian hackers and Trump. I mean, they're like, that's not... (laughs) There, we, we, there's no like cooperation it's just like these fucking guys did, and this is like <clears throat> giving them the benefit of the doubt that it was russian hackers and that roger stone did know ahead of time and that roger stone did tell trump i mean you're still fucking a million miles apart from like some fucking co- you know coordinated plan between trump and the russians to to fucking make Hillary looked bad, and then even even if it was like direct connection, I'm still not even sure that there's like anything wrong with that, even under like the current law. So anyway, and then and I've heard other things too about like there is I think there is like real question as to who actually hacked the servers, because remember that guy that get fucking murdered, uh the fuck is his name um anyway he was a kid he was like out young guy in dc was like walking out at like 2 a.m near his house which i assume in a pretty affluent neighborhood and he got fucking murdered on the street and it wasn't you know it wasn't a robbery they didn't take anything um i mean i guess maybe they were gonna rob him they got spooked after they shot him i don't know but i mean it wasn't a robbery because they didn't rob anything they just fucking murdered this guy and oh seth rich i believe is his name so so you know supposedly i mean the conspiracy theory is that seth rich is the fucking person that took the emails uh from the dnc servers and then that's why he got killed or whatever and the uh, the evidence of support is something about like <clears throat> the timestamps on the emails that that I guess are about like how fast it took to copy them or whatever. They're really really sh- uh, close, um, and that wouldn't have made it doesn't seem possible that this could have been done through a remote hack because you have to sort of beam them across you know, the world, the Russia, presumably, or wherever. And although these transactions do happen quickly, light, uh, you know, at the speed of light or whatever, but it does take some time. Um, you know, uh, remote remote stuff can take like hundreds of milliseconds uh, to happen. And, and I guess what they're saying is if this dude just stuck a USB stick, like it would have been super, you know, like a lot shorter. And that's probably a recognizable signature to look for to know whether you know how this happened um again i would like delve into those details either you know it's a like i mean how many my last uh what was (laughs) my last like basically the title of it was so many lies to keep track of that was like the last 
you know, episode. I mean, it's just fucking exhausting, right? To like just constantly try to like track down. But, you know, it's like, again, like these fucking, you know, people are just a bunch of lying liars. And so at this point, like they need to prove that like I, I need to see like some independent verification that these were Russian hackers, <clears throat> you know, before I'm just going to fucking buy it because it just fits perfectly into their, you know, their little narrative that, you know, Trump uh, worked with the Russians, you know, leading up to the the election or whatever during the election uh, campaign. And then uh, the Cohen part um you know, so he was supposed to have like overheard this stuff. And then there's all this stuff about the meetings, about building this sort of hotel or something in Russia. And I mean, that that's what the um, <clears throat> I can't remember. But one of the guys, it was more about the timing of that. And they basically said one thing in an interview with the FBI or something, and it turned out that the meeting actually happened a different time or whatever. But anyway, uh, that one seems pretty, you know, pretty thin as well. I mean, it's like, I mean, I'm pretty sure Trump did business, real estate business, like all over the world. So, I mean, it would be surprising that he didn't do it in Russia and you know again I'm not sure that there's any actual even if they sort of prove everything that they want in this narrative true I'm not still not sure like where the crime is um I don't really had that <clears throat> too well explained to me um so I I was looking this would kind of keep we could keep the uh, looking at the headlines a little bit. So CNN, you know, wasn't a wasn't a whole lot of fodder for a whistling in the dark uh, episode on CNN, and I would say you know that's like a good thing. Um, actually, reporting on like actual news, like a plane like a plane crash and stuff, and not just make fun of Trump or whatever or try to make Trump look bad. So I was looking around a little bit more. And uh, <coughs> I was looking at Vice.com. This one I haven't really looked at. And their top headline. I mean, Vice basically has only one headline. I mean, one article. You go to Vice.com and there's a top article and then there's an advertisement. And then kind of like almost below the fold. Oh, yeah, basically below the fold. I mean, I'm, I'm looking on like an IMAX, so it's like... 4k monitor any kind of 1080p monitor or 1440p you would this would be below the fold you can see the tops of other articles latest prison wikileaks politics um but you can't even read you'd have to scroll down to read them but anyway the top article the only basically the only article on vice right now is trump has no business calling anyone anywhere anti-jewish so I thought it would be interesting to read a little bit because a president who's presided over resurgence of hatred and trafficked in anti-Semitism is suddenly worried about Democrats in Israel. So, you know, once again, we find ourselves in the place 
of weirdly defending Donald Trump. You know, it's like, man, if you just left Donald Trump alone, I would fucking hate the guy, you know? Like, what? There's the, you know, I mean, you got to really, like, grasp around to find, like, good stuff. Because, um, apparently, like, you know, there's a lot of question about him even pulling out of Syria at this point now. You know, things were looking pretty good a month ago or two months ago. I mean, I started thinking, like, man, like, all right, I mean, he's done a lot of bad shit or whatever, but... You know, he seems to be like, okay, at least, certainly, world's better than Obama or Bush in the Middle East. But, you know, it's just like, like, I can't, I just can't see this stuff and know that, like, a lot of people are influenced by this, you know, like, they read this line, a president who has presided over a resurgence of hatred and trafficked in anti-Semitism is suddenly worried about Democrats in Israel. I mean, trafficked in anti-Semitism? That's fucking insane. Like, all right, Donald Trump's daughter is Jewish. <laughs> so, like, he, uh, she is the first member of a first family. So, I mean, I guess like president, uh, first lady, and then the children. I would imagine that's the limit of the first family. The first ever to be Jewish. So, like, the, the idea that Trump is anti Semitic is just fucking insane. Like, I mean, he's definitely, I mean, I could, I could, yeah, I guess if he hated his daughter, you, you know, you could, you could like, think that i mean just because your daughter's jewish doesn't mean that you like jewish people but like there's no fucking like signs of a rift there right like he's fucking <laughs> super loves his daughter you know so you're accusing this guy whose daughter is jewish of being anti-semitic and and just in case you're everybody's fucking baby brain fucking forgot about this, he moved the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem and recognized it as uh, the capital of Israel. And like no presidents had done that. Like that was like a big shift in U.S. foreign policy. And, uh, I mean, this is, like, a, he's massively pro-Israel. Like, it's not, <laughs> the idea that he's, like, anti-Semitic is fucking nuts, man. Like, he, and, and I, I definitely can appreciate being, like, that you can be pro-Jewish but still anti-Israel, Right. Like, I mean, that's probably close. I mean, I, I don't want to say I'm simply like an I'm not anti like certainly people that live in Israel, but I'm certainly have a lot of opposition to, <coughs> you know, a lot of stuff that the state, the government and, and armed forces of Israel does. Um, but, you know, in a way, am I like anti-Semitic? Uh, the, the, I, so I definitely get into two separate things, but the fact is that Donald Trump is checking both boxes, you know, he's fucking like, he's got a Jewish daughter and he's 
been seriously pro-Israel. Um, so I, you know, I don't really know where they're getting this, but, but again, right. That's like, that's the thing. Like my like dumbass fucking like stupid young liberal friends, their fucking brains don't like hold information that long they don't hold information long enough and it's not because they're liberal it's just they're just normal people and that's the thing it's like these fucking the news uh these propaganda machines they take advantage of it they know that like the average person just fucking you know not like able to hold on to stuff like this for that long they just assume that fucking vice magazine isn't lying to them and the, oh yeah well you know he must have trafficked in anti-semitism he's suddenly worried about israel suddenly like god i mean it's literally it's just like the fucking opposite of reality uh i, I it's just crazy man um but anyway i thought that that was that was interesting right like <laughs> uh that like somehow um God, I mean, it's just the worst, man. Like this, this, this shit just fucking drives me insane, man. Like this, like these fucking like these people. I like it's so bad, you know. It's like, like uh, they like just stoke these fires of like racial tension and hate, and but then like have this like oozing like self-righteousness about them like they're on the side of unity and it's like it's again it's literally the opposite of what is actually happening you know or what reality is actually is like these are people are fucking profiting off of these racial tensions and these racial hatreds and stoking the fires. The more they fucking fan the flames, the more they get people lathered up and then either, you know, simply just viewing them, reading their articles more, <clears throat> you know, or, you know, at the next level is like going to vote for the candidates that they want them to vote for which then will funnel the violence and the money in the direction that they want it funneled you know, it's just fucking, you know, I mean, it's so, oh, it's so fucking gross, man. And, like, I try to, like, not judge, you know, I try to, like, sort of, like, hold in, like, my judgment and anger towards my, like, friends, you know, that that are, like, these fucking, like, you know, affluent, like, whatever you know like uh, you know by any definition privileged by any one of their definitions these privileged people that then are like somehow like judging you know like based off of this stuff like what to do and like supporting you know like whatever like all these just like awful violent policies ah but man it's hard i mean it, it is really difficult um but yeah, I thought that that was pretty crazy. I I mean, it's just like out of nowhere, right? Like just fucking out of nowhere, all of a sudden Trump is anti-Israel and, and, and anti-Semitic. 
crazy, crazy. So um, other articles I saw. So I was sort of looking around a little bit, you know, outside of what I normally did. I was looking at Vice and I was looking at uh, Engadget. Engadget is just more of like a tech um, publication. So, like, uh, you know, obviously they're fucking liberal. I mean, because, right, they're fucking media. So they're obviously, like, left-leaning uh, for sure. Extremely. Like, not even probably kind of, but, like, extremely. But, like, most, you know, 90% of their stuff is just, like, tech stuff or whatever. Uh, but apparently, uh, so South by Southwest, I guess, was this week and um, or last week, I guess, this past week. And some politicians were there, I guess, because they're starting to run uh so a couple of interesting things came out and um elizabeth warren uh democratic presidential hopeful elizabeth elizabeth warren remember this is a woman that lied about being an american indian and i think like somehow even though it turned out that she was lying she was also like vindicated i i don't know it's fucking insane this chick is white you know, she has, like, fucking some, like, minuscule percent of, like, American Indian in her. And uh, she's claimed to be, like, a woman of color. And, like, I, you know, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, it's fucking stupid. But, you know, just keep the fucking insanity going, right? This circus it, it isn't even close to stopping. This next campaign is going to be fucking gross. I mean, it's going to be all this fucking insanity, like Elizabeth Warren, and I don't know if this Acacia AOC chick is going to go, uh, Hillary, and then you got fucking Trump. I mean, it's going to be gross. Um, but anyway, uh, Democratic presidential hopeful Elizabeth Warren published a post on Medium in which she detailed why she wants to break up large internet companies such as Facebook, Amazon, and Google. Her post, she accused these companies of using their vast resource to shape the playing field <clears throat> and buy up potential competition. So, yeah, that's, you know, I mean, you know, and you're in a <clears throat> you're in a tough spot with this. Because, I mean, obviously, you know, as an, an, an anarcho-capitalist, like, you know, the last thing we want is the fucking government coming in and forcibly fucking splitting up companies. Um, but also, and this is something that I don't, I feel like isn't a position that you don't hear enough about. You know, for instance, from people like Jeffrey Tucker or Peter Schiff. You know, this is like what I... I really feel like they tr consistently drop the ball on is that, but the flip side of this is that Facebook and Google and these companies are the size they are because of the government interference, you know, like Walmart isn't just that big because of like great business. It's because of like a whole bunch of politicking, you know, <clears throat> lobbying. I mean, it's the same thing. It's like they, for some reason, like, it seems like Peter Schiff can see it in the banks, but nowhere else. You know, like as if the same thing isn't happening in other industries. And maybe it's not quite as extreme, but it's definitely happening. And, uh, you know, I, and I, I find like, yeah, uh, you know, the solution is not to forcibly break up these companies. It's to break up the competitive advantages that the, their lobbying has given them. 
<clears throat> and then, you know, let the market fucking figure it out and find its equilibrium, you know, even if they're sort of tenuous or temporary equilibriums or whatever. Um, but to some approximation, you could think of them as like an equilibrium. Uh, I don't know if there's, I don't know what the word would be for temporary equilibrium, but um, anyway, uh, the examples you provided are reversing Amazon the acquisition of uh whole foods and facebook's purchase of instagram <clears throat> i mean it's like <clears throat> warren posits they illegally undermine competition that ain't it that ain't it lady so <clears throat> anyway obviously that's that's bad but like that's what they want to do and you know they've done it in the past and they probably will do it again to no benefit for any of us uh Another one, uh, and I haven't actually really read through this one, but Ocasio-Cortez, the, they call her AOC, this like super fucking socialist uh, woman that was elected to Congress in Brooklyn, <clears throat> I believe. Maybe it was Queens, but anyway, some, some part of New York. Left-wing U.S. politicians have landed in South by Southwest the day after sharing her proposal to break up companies like Facebook, Google, and Amazon. Elizabeth Warren expanded on her plans at the event. So I guess she she actually unveiled them. I guess it was like on Medium or whatever, but expanded upon them on uh, South by Southwest. She wasn't the only one at her party here today. On Saturday, AOC featured in a session where she notably didn't talk about big tech, but instead focused on the Green New Deal and automation, among other topics, including pay inequality racism. Of course, you got to get all that in there. <clears throat> so when asked about her thoughts on machine replacing humans in the workplace aoc said people should be excited about automated jobs but they can't because of bigger systematic problems we should not be haunted by the specter of being automated out of work she said we should not feel nervous about the toll booth collector not having to collect tolls anymore we should be excited by that but the reason we're not excited is because we live in a society <laughs> I hope you guys know that meme. We live in a society. That's the whole meme. Uh, where if you don't have a job, you're left to die. Casey Cortez pointing to Bill Gates' proposed solution of taxing robots 90%, which she said really means taxing corporations at that rate. Well, so I agree that we shouldn't be worried about, you know, all losing jobs to automation because... We're not losing jobs to automation, right? Like, there's not less jobs now than there were before. And we've seen an unbelievable amount of automation, right? It's like every single day represents, every new day that dawns represents the peak of automation of human history, right? In human history, right? We are at it. Today is the day. There was less automation like yesterday. Because people, you know, like me or whatever, like engineers around the world are trying to figure out how to, like, do things in a more efficient, automated fashion. And certainly more automation now than there was a year ago or two years ago or 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 50 years ago. I mean, every day, you know, the only the only thing that's going to stop it is some, like, big time catastrophe, you know. Some like, you know, you gotta have like a collapse 
like a real economic collapse, like a real, you know, maybe big environmental disaster or war. You know, maybe you had a big setback after after the war, big world wars or something like that. Um, <clears throat> I could believe there's less automation in Syria today than there was like a year ago. But, you know, all in all, at least certainly in the United States, you know, this is a fucking juggernaut that is moving forward. Uh, and growing in strength and you know what there are not less jobs so like it's just this fucking boogeyman I mean that's the thing this Bill Gates thing which is funny that you referred to that because I that was one of my earliest episodes I actually brought in like clips from this Bill Gates interview and it's so stupid and so wrong um I'm I uh Tom Woods last week did um, a couple episodes around this. Um, apparently, Einstein had an article in some socialist publication at some point. And, you know, so it it, it was just, it was very, you know, just dumb. It was that, that was like one of like Tom Woods' sort of takeaway it was just like, he doesn't get it, man. Like, and it's 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 really fascinating when somebody as brilliant as Albert Einstein. I mean, you know, you're talking about arguably the smartest person ever, still fell trap to like the same cliche, you know, anti free market misunderstandings. And um, you know, Bill Gates, really really smart guy, uh, and. You know, doesn't get it. Doesn't get economics. Um, and I mean, I don't know. Like, you might you might point to that as like when you really really boil it down. Like, if there is any hope to be had, it's it's in solving that problem. Is like, man. I mean, because a lot of what I talk about is how easily people are like, you know, an average person is to, uh, you know, how vulnerable they are to this propaganda. But I mean, you know, Einstein ain't no average guy. And unless you believe that he was just on the inside of the conspiracy theory to like push the fucking New World Order agenda, then, you know, he's a pretty interesting, you know, albeit anecdotal, you know, piece of data, but showing that like, wow, even really smart people get taken into this. And then again, Bill Gates, uh, probably a lot easier to believe that he's on the inside of some like new world order conspiracy. Uh, but you know, maybe not right. Maybe, maybe there's just something that we're missing that in, in our, ability to communicate these free market ideals uh or ideas you know um or why the non-aggression principle is like the right way to go and um you know and and i don't know you know i i have a, a buddy of mine um that we we uh, we were roommates in undergraduate and then uh he went to Cornell and I went to Georgia Tech. And while we were in grad school in the early, our first like year or so, we both sort of independently stumbled upon like the Austrian theory of economics and like really got taken in by it. And, you know, we back back then we used to talk a lot more about sort of how we got there. And, you know, because we were so fired up by this and 
just like, okay, like, you know, how do we get more people to convert, to like see that this like obvious truth, you know, like, but, uh, and I, I don't know. And it's interesting because we came from pretty different backgrounds. Like he was came from more of like the Green Party, Ralph Nader side of things. And I was, you know, I wasn't really aligned with anything. I was sort of just more like angry um, and just, you know, saw just corruption everywhere. But I also saw it inherently in the free market. And that was my big, the big change was seeing that you don't need the government to do you know exactly what elizabeth warren is talking about doing like that to me is the big that was my big moment was saying that actually monopolies are generally like government um produced phenomena you know it takes government interference to really create a monopoly and then uh you know i and and that idea like that there's there's a lot to it and there's different way you know like i mean if you get specific enough like yeah like yeah you can see monopolies everywhere um but i i think that it's like pretty clear that we're not talking about that although sometimes you know the idea you know for for instance right like i have a monopoly on you know doing podcasts by people named Patrick Bradley that were born in 1977 in Philadelphia, you know, right. That's it. I was, well, I don't know. Maybe there was like one other, two other, I don't know. Maybe there were a few other Patrick Bradleys, uh, but certainly on March 29th, 1977, right? Like, you know, eventually, right. You can get so specific that like every single person, everything could be a monopoly. Um, but you know, Clearly, like Elizabeth Warren, I don't think that that is her necessarily like her error. Uh, and I don't even know that she's definitely saying <clears throat> like full on monopoly. You know, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't um, I, I don't think that at least a little bit of red. Like, I don't think that that's where she's sort of missing the point. Um, I, you know. I, I think where she's missing. I, I mean, I honestly think that she is seeing what I, I would also agree is probably a real problem, but I would see it as an unnatural phenomenon that, you know, we have so, you know, and, you know, the tech industry, the reason that I have moved, I, you know, I originally got a PhD in physics and then after less than like a year of working, an industry, I switched and I had some ideas about, you know, uh, sort of internet kind of tech startup. And I took like a year and pursued that to learn how to build websites and stuff, tried to raise money, ultimately unsuccessful. And then I wound up joining uh, a tech startup in Philly. Um, <coughs> and uh, <coughs> the uh, the reason, the main reason I went in there was not because I was like so fascinated about websites or internet technology. It was because you could you could start a business with so little capital and you know, it just me sitting in a room with a laptop, I could build 
a startup. I could build a website, you know, like I didn't need anybody or anything, you know what I mean? It was all out there. And the free market, the way that it is like, the tooling that it has built around that industry is unbelievable, you know? Like I can, I can like, you know, launch a website in minutes and have it available all over the world and like have it like legit, you know, like legit, like I can handle traffic. I can easily scale it up as like traffic grows if it does, you know, like advertise. I mean, just all the different pieces of this and all this is just like, to me, it's like because that industry hadn't been crippled yet with regulations. And that's exactly the opportunity that I saw. And what I've seen since then, I mean, that you're talking like now it's probably like 2011, late, you know, maybe like the summer of 2011, I guess, maybe when I started on that, you know, so from there to now, so, you know, almost eight years, you know, you're just seeing more and more regulation coming in and it's harder, you know, and and I mean, in the U.S., you know, we we are, we still have some. I, I you know, I don't think we've been quite taken down to the to the level of like what has happened in Europe. I have a buddy of mine that launched something, and I think I've actually referenced him a couple of times. Uh, and he lives in Paris, and you know, he's paid thousands of thousands of dollars. All this legal shit he's had to go through, you know, just to launch like a little, a little, little OSX app, you know, something get in the app store and and uh, very, you know, small thing. But man, they, you know, be, now the regulations are in. Now they took something that was like free to launch before. And now cost them, I don't know, $10,000. And not only that, tons and tons of time too, you know? And this is part of the way that like Google and Facebook and Amazon can protect their position. If it's harder to test out and try ideas that could grow into their competition, for instance, Instagram, right? I mean, Facebook wound up buying it. You know, Instagram's just like, couple of guys just built this thing and, and launched it and you know blew up you know and same thing with facebook i mean look what facebook was i mean facebook took down you know myspace or whatever i mean fucking google you know what i mean like all these things amazon i mean all these things are started in this fashion <clears throat> and if these like gdpr regulations were in place you probably don't have any of them you know what i mean like you don't have any of them you have like fucking whatever was the incumbent at the time has to like build, you know, the salt, like whoever came in before the regulation, you know, like Microsoft was in place. So you would have to wait till like Microsoft figured out how the internet worked or whatever. You know, I mean, you just have way, way, way less innovation with all this stuff. Um, but yeah, like to me, like that's the thing that, you know, Warren, Elizabeth Warren isn't getting and you know her wanting to break these things up <clears throat> but uh yeah i don't know it's kind of interesting um you know that they're hitting south by southwest and they're you know that they're talking about this technology stuff it sucks because they're making it worse but like i've said in the past that i don't think that um you know 
you know, I, I just I don't think that we're going to win this regulation battle. You know, the reason that we have this this kind of little little golden age of <clears throat> new companies and everything um, is been because of technological innovations that outpaced the ability to regulate. And, you know, the regulations catching up. And I think that we're going to have to see another generation, you know, and I think it could be these distributed apps, you know, maybe build on a blockchain, maybe build on that IPFS, that uh, interplanetary file system and uh, or so- something like those technologies, you know, that basically just allow like super distributed apps that, you know, that that, that they don't require that that like a single entity cannot censor and control uh you know i think that that that's like a real possibility um so what else did i want to talk about uh there was um something oh another thing that was interesting and i'm not sure i think this may have happened between uh episodes but that uh there's a a lot of talk about the owner of the Patriots, Robert Kraft, apparently being caught on tape soliciting or getting like a hand job or something in like some Asian uh, massage parlor in Florida. So um, he has pled not guilty. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, it seems pretty damning if they have video, video of it. But anyway, we'll see how that goes. But apparently now they're coming out and saying that um, this woman or the woman that like founded the spa, they keep saying founded the spa, so I don't know if she's like owns it today or not. But they found a bunch of pictures of her with Trump. Uh, she's been down to the Mar-a-Lago or whatever. And apparently now they're saying that this woman like has sets up like Chinese businessmen to like, you know, pay uh they pay her for like some getting some sort of access to trump or whatever whatever so we'll see where that goes um but it's it's pretty crazy it would be wow it'd be crazy to me that like trump would be like that kind of dumb to uh like publicly (laughs) interact with a woman that owns like a I mean, fundamentally, just like a whorehouse. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I can believe. I'm not saying the guy's like above this. And again, right? I don't even think that this should be illegal in any kind of way. But whatever. Uh, <clears throat> it is what it is. And he's the president of the United States. So certainly, you know, you got to be a little bit smart. Um, but yeah, I don't know. We'll see where that goes. But that that's come out. Um, in the last like few days, I've seen that, and uh, you know another thing I wanted to, to mention was I saw Captain Marvel. Uh, yes, no, on Friday, so it was like the day it was officially released, and um, there was a lot of stuff around it. You know, uh, I I saw um, what the heck's his name? He's uh libertarian black dude he's a musician i think he's kind of in like a hardcore band so like a hardcore rap band <clears throat> um i actually like the guy but i can't think of can't think of what his name is but um 
Ah, that's stupid. Um, yeah, I can't. Ah, what's his name? Anyway, so it, it was kind of interesting. He posted a uh, like a video about it a couple days before it was released and he was kind of saying why you just like didn't like this Captain Marvel thing and he he was sort of saying that like she wasn't like a very popular character and it didn't make sense that she would be the one to like fight Thanos and all this stuff and I I don't know I mean it's kind of weird like I'm not a big comic book person I'm not big I mean not at all right like I don't read comic books I never did but I love like the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I watch a lot of the like Netflix Marvel shows and um I have uh yeah I you know I was uh, a buddy of mine that has read a lot of comics over the years he was pretty pumped about the whole captain marvel thing i mean remember him telling me about like oh man yeah she's like super powerful like this is pretty badass be interesting you know she fights maybe she fight thanos or whatever um and i apologize if you don't follow this stuff if you don't like know the details of what i'm talking about but anyway there was also you know a good bit about you know, people saying like, oh, this is just like, you know, this like feminist stuff and they're just like forcing this character or, and, you know, because they want a female hero or whatever. And so, you know, and, and again, right, like I get it. We're like inundated with this stuff. Like the media is just pushing this like crazy agenda and like, you know, that like being white is bad, being male is bad, being white male is the worst. And, you know, everybody has some kind of privilege that, you know, they can cry about, you know, something to somebody. And, you know, we're, all, we're always hearing all this stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, I went to see Captain Marvel and I loved it. I thought it was awesome. You know, I thought it was a really cool movie. Um, I, like I said, I watched all these. I, I would say the only like MCU movies uh, that I didn't really like was that kind of recent like Ant-Man and Wasp. I thought that was like a pretty bad movie. Um, and, you know, like one thing I would say about this and... <clears throat> And I mean, I'm not like discounting the idea that, that like, you know, there should be more like strong women in movies or whatever. Um, I, you know, honestly, man, like, I don't, I don't know that there's a lack of it. I don't know that there, you know, um, I mean, I, I don't remember people like going all crazy about this stuff with Wonder Woman a couple of years ago. Clearly, she's like super strong. That was a great movie as well um you know this kind of reminds me more i don't know maybe this is like fixate on marvel for some reason i i mean this reminds me more of like the black panther thing uh when that was out and you know it's kind of very similar like they're accusing that like oh a bunch of like racist people are downvoting black panther and it's like the greatest movie ever and like i don't know like honestly like i i liked black panther and i thought black panther towed the line like it almost was getting like cliche to the point where it was bothering me <clears throat> but then it kept coming back to being like good and you know ultimately i mean i thought black panther was a cool movie honestly i almost like captain i kind of like captain marvel better and I, i'm not going to say it was like necessarily a better like movie like 
I mean, there's so many elements that go into it. Like, and I'm certainly no like movie critic. I I kind of suspect that like, look, if if you start off kind of slow in a movie, but you end really strongly, versus if you start off really great but you end kind of badly, like I'm gonna like the strong ending movie. Uh, even if like 75% of the, the other movie was like better, I, I'm just going to walk out of the movie feeling better, you know, like to me, like how you end like really matters. You know, it's like when you look at like Lost, right? Lost had this, the show, TV show Lost, an amazing like first season, second season was pretty good. And then it just sort of just, like petered out and the ending was just like, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, it's just. That's like what people are going to remember. I mean, that's like the way <clears throat> the fucking human brain works. And I feel like, you know, Captain Marvel had like a really, really strong ending. And I think that maybe, yeah, the beginning it took a little while to get going. The story was a little confusing. Um, I mean, her, the whole kind of point is she didn't really remember like what she, where she was from or whatever. Or, like she didn't know her own past. So and um now granted like i think you could do a little better like uh, you you can handle that in a in a cooler way i mean i feel like the the that first like jason Bourne movie i mean like that that'd be like an example of a character that didn't know their own past but that really kind of really draw drew you in and i mean this this was like this was <clears throat> i don't know i mean this it's weird because like the Jason Bourne, like that narrative was the whole narrative, more or less. Whereas I feel like Captain Marvel's learning about her, you know, past is I think it's her she's Carol Danvers, I believe. So that's part of the narrative, but there's a lot more going on in the Captain Marvel, you know, story. And then it, you know, in the larger universe. I mean uh, ultimately, I thought it was really cool. I thought it was really cool to see because this is like a big time, like prequel. On, the only movie chronologically like that would be before this would be the first Captain America. Um, but this is like the beginning of the Avengers, you know, was was this and Captain Fury or um, Captain Fury, Nick Fury and, you know, his, his whole like sort of or beginning is here and uh i don't know so it was cool it was like all this like backstory stuff that you learn and then they, they set up this you know up to like that she's obviously going to be involved and in the final avengers movie that's coming up and um i don't know i mean i thought it was really great and i think that like you know this is to me is a bit of an example of the kind of like the uh the the sort of knee-jerk response to the like social justice warrior like equality blah blah, blah all that stuff can go too far it means that to me like captain marvel just kind of worked her character i i mean i think all this stuff was unfounded um you know i wasn't like like, it didn't feel like they're trying to create this woman superhero and make us believe that women are strong. It felt like it just worked. It just felt natural. I really believed her as a character. She was kind of cool. She was almost like a maverick uh, from Top Gun kind of kind of uh, background. You know what I mean? So she wasn't, 
um, you know, so she kind of had this, had a personality and stuff to her, a little bit of like the bad boy, bad girl, whatever, um, persona, um, you know, Maverick, like, like she didn't like follow the rules or whatever, but then like ultimately she's super duper powerful. Uh, and I am very excited to see her, uh, make an appearance and how they will like write her into, um, the next, a, uh, Avengers movie, which is coming out at the end of April. So anyway, uh, I apologize if you don't give a fuck about Marvel, uh, movies at all. Uh, I know I, I don't believe I've ever talked about this stuff before, but I thought it was just kind of tied in because we do talk about the, uh, the vibe with the, you know, social justice warrior stuff or whatever. And I think it's good to point out when, you know, maybe there's like an overreaction to it the other way. And, uh, yeah, I, yeah, because I, I had read, I had sort of watched some reviews or some things leading up to it that were like, you know, were definitely kind of came across to me as like sexist. It's like, look, like, yeah, I don't think you should like try like just to like, change you know stories that people wrote to like shoehorn in a female lead or whatever if it's not in there but i also like you can go too far with being like really negative about it and that's just what it you know what it felt like to me um yeah and one interesting thought i had about this and i may kind of wrap things up here um just like in general you know like this idea of like oh you know you need to see these female uh leads and heroes and all this stuff and like i you know it, there's something i feel like that, that you know again it's like missing kind of missing the overall like it's it's kind of like how the like kind of liberal take on like oh we need to like give like welfare or whatever to you know african americans because you know it just seems like there's there's this like real implicit to me like real implicit racism like that in, in, you know in that and i and i feel like the real implicit sexism is like the devaluing of what have been um like the sort of typical or you know um like female roles in in our society you know particularly like raising children motherhood and 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 like taking you know whatever like running the household and all all of these things you know and it's not to say that, like, a man can't, well, obviously a man can't have a child, but certainly you could be a stay-at-home father, and maybe you may even be, like, better at it than, you know, the mother in a specific case. But I feel like just, like, the idea is, like, on average, what we're talking about is that, like, you know, on average, probably females are better suited for doing this. And, like, to me, the, like the solution toward to like equality is not saying that like oh there need to be like equal number of like female soldiers in the army as male soldiers or whatever like it, it it's like accepting like i mean an absolute objective fact is that a male cannot have a baby i mean cannot give birth to a human being 
So the idea that we're identical is obviously incorrect. So like at that point, like now, like once you've like allowed for the fact that we're not identical, then maybe we don't have to have identical equality, right? But it could be valued equally, non-identical, but equal value. And, and like, to me, like, that the devaluing of raising a family is, like, a really bad thing. Um, and, and, you know, in, like, trying to say, like, yes, like, Carol Danvers, it's nice for, to, to see that type of female role model, female leader, Sure, man, like, definitely women, like, could be leaders, and it's great, like, I, um, I'm, I don't know, you know, sure, okay, but, like, I think that, to me, like, the, the, the celebration of, like, motherhood and shit is, like, the thing that maybe, maybe is lacking. Like, I'm not saying that this is definitely true. I mean, I'm just, but I, that, that as far as it being lacking in, in popular culture, but it sure seems like it, like, it seems like a woman that like wants to have children and like settle down and have a family, you know, like that is not like a honorable pursuit for a female in 2019. You know, and it's like somebody better fucking do it or, you know, we're going to have a fucking generation of psychopaths. You know, we're going to have a generation of fucking kids that are raised without mothers. I mean, we're already seeing the fucking destruction of like raising kids without like their fathers. And you start to raise them without the mothers, like, just, like, putting them in, like, daycare or whatever from, like, fucking day one, not being around because both the mother and the father now are, like, pursuing their career. Like, sure, I mean, if the father can, can like, do a good job of staying home and, like, raising the child, I mean, I just feel that, like, in a lot of cases, that's just not the ideal choice. It's like, it just doubt that the father is going to be as like just as good at it there's just not gonna be as good at it you know what i mean like just like in most cases like if you need like a fucking big old ditch dug in the like backyard for some reason like mostly not always but probably most of the time the father is going to be like the better choice to be the ditch digger you know what i mean or to like whatever fucking fight off the intruder coming in because chances are they're going to be physically stronger and larger you know just on average right like you cannot fucking call me sexist for saying that on average men are bigger than women just like that is what it is right now like i don't know i guess you could argue that well it's a result of years of oppression and the patriarchy I mean, maybe, but that's like, you've got to do a lot more work to prove that. Um, but I do think it's kind of interesting. I was thinking about that, like, you know, to create, like, let's say we just have like a bunch of 
movie, like let's say every movie in 2019 comes out and the the star, the lead, the hero is always a female. And it's just kind of interesting because like in, you know, and it's always like sort of this action or political drama or whatever. And we're certainly seeing more women, right? I mean, it's like, like on the Democrat side, right? Like all of the, basically all, except for Bernie Sanders, like all of the, uh, Democrat candidates are like the leading candidates, at least are female. Um, so it's kind of interesting, right? I mean, there are sort of like changing that, like, I mean, to me, like movies, like, I don't know, man, they, they more like reflect like the world around you, probably for the most part. They're not like, I don't, I mean, I don't think writers and movie makers are like saying like, okay, I'm creating this movie not as a reflection of like what I see in the world, but what I want to like, what I want the world to look like in the future. I mean, you know, and if it's a reflection of what you see in the world, it's going to be a lot more like male dominated heroes and male, you know, dominated, like whether it's like in business or politics or like, you know, whatever, or like if it's a movie about the army or a movie about police, I mean, it's just like, they're mostly men, you know, in these positions. And so it's going to take like movie studios to take the tact of like, well, we're not representing like what the world is like today. You know, we want movies that like project what we want the world to look like in the future or whatever. I don't know. It's probably a little bit garbled what I was trying to say. Um, but that is what I've been thinking about with relation to the Captain Marvel movie. And like, ultimately it's always really cool. And, you know, um, this this like idea of like the women you know strong women role models i mean this certainly is not like some new topic right it's the same i mean i've been hearing this ever since i've been alive and and like had enough cognitive ability to like understand those concepts um so it's still going strong and uh anyway so uh you know not the strongest news day um but I think we did cover cover some some topics. Uh, hopefully now that I'm kind of I'm on the mend, I don't certainly don't expect to have another downturn in sickness. So hopefully I can get back on the horse. We're recording more, and uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you do want to find me, you can find me uh, in between now and the next episode. Uh, look for me on Twitter. My I'm at Patrick J. Bradley. And you can find me on Facebook. Just search for Whistling in the Dark podcast. And on Gab, I am also, I just want to make sure, just slash Whistling in the Dark. And, um, Oh, I was trying to see. Uh, I did, uh, you know, I did have a pretty cool interaction. Um, let me look it up real quick. So, I, uh, a listener had actually messaged me. And I wanted to kind of give him a little bit of a shout out. 
Oh, yeah. So, and uh, well, he actually pointed something out to me that I hadn't noticed before uh, or just hadn't realized. But his day, uh, John Gunter, thanks for sending me some messages on Facebook. It was nice to hear from somebody that listens. And um, John was actually asking. So, apparently, Gab, you need uh, invitation code now to get in there. So, if you are interested in joining Gab, just message me on. You can message the Whistling in the Dark podcast page on Messenger or connect me on on Twitter. Uh, like it said, I um, I said I do keep my Twitter private for now. Um, just um, my current situation, I don't really want a ton of people like searching and finding all my crazy libertarian stuff. Um, but I will probably be going back public within the next like couple months. But um, yeah, send you know e- either way, you know, you can find me. Uh, and if you're interested in a uh, getting on Gab, I can get you that invite code. So, all right, so that's it. I uh, will talk to you guys soon. Peace. <laughs>